Yeah, good to see everybody. Saturday night, hope you are doing good. 55 Minutes of Fury. We're going to be cutting our YouTube link in just a second to try to hold on to YouTube if possible in the future. So switch over to TomLipley.com, BlackRobeTV.com, Rumble, CTN, the Christian Television Network, or even still Facebook. Love you all. Glad you are with me. 55 minutes. Here we go. Art taking back video. This is the Rittenhouse full video of the acquittal. Play it for me. Um, give your journal, please. 54. 54. And uh, has the jury reached a verdict as to each count of the information? Yes, we have, Your Honor. One verdict and one verdict only? Yes. Would you hand all of the paperwork to the bailiff, please? This is the ones that you didn't know. Yeah, everything. Okay. Yeah, thanks. May I see that too, please, uh, Mrs. Chairman? Oh, Thank you. face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As to the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we, the jury, find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Members of the jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? No. Uh, would you wish the jury pulled? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, folks. Back to me. So there you go. Now, here's the thing. I rejoice in that verdict. However, that's almost like rejoicing in having oxygen to breathe. That this trial never should have taken place. It was very, very obvious from day one via video footage, via, via eyewitness testimony from more than one source that Kyle Rittenhouse was completely and totally innocent. And we had a very, very normal, everyday self-defense case. So it never should have happened. Now here's the video. This is uh, Jen Psaki. And now there's going to be a lot of people that need to answer for what they've done. Now what I mean by that is a couple different levels. For all criminality that occurred during that trial, where you had prosecutors hiding information, where you had uh, altered videos, doctored videos, one different type of video given to the defense, one different type of video given to the prosecutors, all that, all of that is criminality. Those people need to be put under oath. They need to be investigated. And I'm talking about Binger, the prosecutor, and his his uh, partner there. They need to be. They need to be investigated at bare minimum. Now, the other level is civil. That's the criminal side. The civil side is where Kyle Rittenhouse now needs to become a very, very wealthy man, just like Nicholas Sandman. 
where all of those that have defamed him, all the defamation suits, and it needs, now there's many of them. And what's great is, is that the cases keep stacking up because the left keeps coming out day after day after day and calling him a white supremacist terrorist over and over and over again. All of them, I guess these people don't understand is that everything you do is photographed or videoed these days, no matter what. Everything you do or say is photographed or videoed. And not only that, they're doing it. They're actually doing their own interviews, their own Facebook Lives, and actually putting themselves out there, defaming him. Those are defamation lawsuits waiting to happen. He needs to become a very, very wealthy man. And the person he needs to start with is Joe Biden, the pseudo-president of the United States. Play it for me something tied to an ongoing court case. Why did President Biden suggest that Kyle Rittenhouse on trial in Kenosha is a white supremacist? So, Peter, what I, I'm not going to speak to right now is anything about an ongoing trial, uh, nor the president's past comments. Uh, what I can reiterate for you is the president's uh, view uh, that we shouldn't have, broadly speaking, uh, vigilantes patrolling our communities with assault weapons. We shouldn't have opportunists corrupting peaceful protests by rioting and burning down the communities they claim to represent anywhere in the country. Waiting a verdict. Beyond that, I'm not going to speak to any individuals or this case. But the president has spoken to it already. And his mom now, Kyle Rittenhouse's mom, came out saying that the president defamed her son. And that claims, uh, she claims that when the president suggested her son is a white supremacist, he was doing that to win votes. Is that what happened? I just have nothing more to speak to in ongoing case uh, where the closing arguments were just made. Go ahead. There is a reckoning coming. Now here's Biden trying to walk it back today. Play it for me. Do you have any, do you have any reactions to Kyle I just heard a moment ago. Do you have any reactions? I, I didn't watch the trial, so I, you do know. You stand by your past comment equating him to white well, look, I stand by what the jury has concluded. The jury system works, and we have to abide by it. Do you stand by your prior statements calling him a white supremacist? I just showed you the tweet. He absolutely did that, said white supremacy, put a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse. Do you stand by that? And of course, he obfuscates and does the Potomac two-step. I stand by the jury's verdict. That's not what you were asked. Do you still consider him to be a white supremacist? He is walking it back because the lawsuits are coming. If you want to know how to handle it, here was Trump right after the incident. Play it for me. Saying, are you no. going to condemn the actions of vigilantes like Kyle Rittenhouse? Um, well, we're, we're looking at all of it. Uh, that was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But uh, I, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed, but it's under, it's under investigation. See, that's somebody not trying to score political points. And that's what all the left is doing right now. All of them are coming out and saying, you know, call, you know, various names, white supremacists, all those, the vigilante, all those things, which doesn't apply at all to any of it, but they all have to come out because that's the requisite. 
If you are, if you are Jerry Nadler, you have to come out and say it. If you are Al Sharpton, you have to come out and say it. Adam Schiff, you have to come out. Whoever it is, Nancy Pelosi, you have to come out and give the left's rhetoric. Now here's CNN. Now CNN knows that they are on a long list of those who are going to be sued. CNN is cutting staff. CNN is reorganizing. CNN never breaks a million viewers in any of their programs. They are, they are swirling hard and they cannot take another Nicholas Sandman style lawsuit. And he, they know that Kyle Rittenhouse is coming for them. Here's their response. Play it for me. This jury saw fit. We learned a lot of things in this trial that we should sort of go over. And I was just kind of reviewing some of the things that we learned in the trial that were not necessarily public knowledge before that. One, uh, there has been a lot of talk, especially by politicians, about uh, where Rittenhouse was the night uh, of this shooting. And it turned out he was already in Kenosha, that he had family here, including his father, that the gun was here in Kenosha. He did not bring that over state lines. It it turned out during this trial that we learned that the gun that he had a hold of, he actually could legally possess, according to the judge and according to the law here, uh, because of the measurements of the gun. Had it been shorter and a short-barreled gun, then it would have been illegal. But because it wasn't, the judge said that that needed to be thrown out. And indeed, that charge of a minor in possession of a gun illegally was thrown out in this case. The jury only looking at those who were injured, those who were endangered, and those who were killed uh, the night uh, in August that Rittenhouse ended up shooting people. Uh, we also uh, learned that he was working here that night, that he had stayed over that night uh, here. And we saw some video of, for example, Joseph Rosenbaum, the first person that he shot and killed. We saw drone video, high resolution drone video that did not come into this case until five days into this trial. And that is under contention. There was a mistrial requested because uh, of both what the defense called prosecutorial overreach and they said they were going to file about this video that appeared uh, very late in the game, the high resolution version of it. But now none of that matters. They're certainly not going to ask for a mistrial after their client has been acquitted in this case. Uh, but we did learn a lot of things from that video because it was very clear what was going on. Uh, there was a, a, a video of Rosenbaum chasing after Kyle Rittenhouse uh, during this time when he had his gun. And at one point, Rittenhouse levels his gun at Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum continues towards him. And as he gets close to Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse fires his gun several times. We learned also in the trial that he was hit four times. And obviously this is a, uh, a AR style rifle that has the capability of firing very quickly. Um, but we have also learned that in this case, we saw one of the, the only person who was shot uh, and did not die that night from Kyle Rittenhouse's um, gun. And we heard from Gage. All right, now there's CNN trying to walk it back from the defamation lawsuit that's coming their way, coming MSNBC's way, coming ABC's way, CBS, and many other people, blue check marks on Twitter, watch out. All the blue check marks on Facebook, watch out. All the blue check marks on Instagram, watch out because it's coming for you. And there's no way to erase what you've done because everybody has already snipping tooled it. Everybody already has what it is that you put out. Let's go over what she said there they falsely accused him of crossing over state lines he was already there they falsely accused him of and when i say they i don't necessarily mean cnn it's just about everybody 
falsely accused him of crossing over state lines that night. He was already there. He was already spending the night. They falsely accused him of bringing a gun over state lines. That was The gun was already in Kenosha. He was in legal possession of the firearm after a year's worth of everybody saying that he was in illegal possession of a firearm, which, by the way, any reporter on planet Earth, you know what you do? Here you go, reporters. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. You go to the what's called in, the, in Florida, the Florida State Statute Book. So we'll just, we'll just superimpose the name, the Wisconsin State Statute Book. There, it's in there. It shows you who can be in le- legally who can be legally in possession of a firearm. It's called research. It's called being a journalist instead of having an agenda. It, it turns out that he was actually already there working in Kenosha, and they have vo- there's also photos of that. The the Rosenbaum drone vi- video that they're trying to use to exonerate. Their false accusations where they basically were saying that Kyle Rittenhouse gunned down Rosenbaum for doing absolutely nothing. But now suddenly this this footage shows up. How about the eyewitness testimony from two reporters on the scene that 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 said exactly what the drone footage said a year ago that you didn't listen to at all? And here's the thing. They and suddenly they see on the video that Kyle Rittenhouse points the gun at Rosenbaum. He does not stop charging, lurches towards the gun to try to get it and get shot. That's what happens. Now you have to laugh at the last thing she said, an AR-15, which is designed to fire quickly. Explain that to me. How is an AR-15 desire a design to fire quickly? It is not. It is very simply, again, a semi-automatic weapon, the same as a 9mm that's in the holster of every cop in the country. That's, there is no design that makes the AR-15 fire quickly unless you have it where it is automatic, which makes it illegal for him to be in possession of. These people are so galactically incompetent. I, I, I want to say stupid, but it, it's not. It's, it is stupid. But it's more, it is stupid because ignorance is not knowing any better. Stupid is knowing better and still saying it anyway. These people are galactically incompetent. You don't even know what an AR-15 is. You don't know what it's capable of. It is no more able to fire quickly than a 9mm pistol. It is no more able to fire quickly than a good revolver. It is what it is. Unless you have a bump stock on it, there is no way to make it fire any more quickly than you would a nine millimeter pistol. These people are absolutely agenda driven. And the only reason why we even had a trial is because of people like this and the weaklings like Binger, the prosecutorial staff that are afraid of the repercussions of standing in the truth. The truth is this is a self-defense case. The truth is that it's a 99.9% survival virus. The truth is there is no systemic racism in law enforcement. The truth is this has nothing to do with racism at all. Everybody involved is white. How can it be a racist situation? All right, let's go to the next one. The Hill video. You know, let's look at the litany of stupid people responding. Here we go. Here's, uh, here's Kamala Harris. Play it for me. As many of you know, I've spent a majority of my career working to make the criminal justice system more equitable, and clearly there's a lot more work to do. 
That's good. We definitely don't need to see any more of her than we have to. So here we go. Now, she says that she's worked her entire career to make the criminal justice system more equitable. Is that true? Tulsi Gabbard doesn't think so. Play it for me. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a, quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. She blocked evidence. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Uh, Senator Harris, your response. As the elected attorney general of California, I did the work of significantly reforming the criminal justice system of a state of 40 million people, which became a national model for the work that needs to be done. And I am proud of that work. And I am proud of making a decision to not just give fancy speeches or be in a legislative body and give speeches on the floor, but actually doing the work of being in the position to use the power that I had to reform a system that is badly in need of reform. That is why we created initiatives that were about re-entering former offenders and getting them counseling. It is why and because I know that criminal justice Thank system you, is Senator. so broken that I am an advocate for what Thank we you, need Senator. to do to not your, only your decriminalize but legalize marijuana in the United States. I want to, I want to bring uh, Congresswoman uh, Gabbard back in. Your response. The bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. See, that's who these people really are. They say one thing, but they are all about the other. They're all saying they want to save lives right now, right? While they butcher the unborn by the tens of millions every year. But they're allegedly trying to save three to five million people from dying of COVID, right? They're always the opposite. She says that she's for an equitable criminal justice system when she's locking up people for marijuana. Listen, I've I've copped myself 1992, 2017, 25 years. I've locked people up for marijuana. I'm not ashamed of it. I, that was the law. It is what it is. But then she's on there talking on that one of those radio shows talking. Was it Charlemagne the God? She may have been, it may have been that one or another one. And she's laughing about it. She's a hypocrite. Now says she wants to legalize marijuana after locking up 1500 people for it. Now she wants to legalize it. It's all because it's about political expediency. She also kept people in jail longer than they were supposed to be so they could use them as a free labor force. Also kept people on death row, blocked evidence that would release people known to be innocent 
about to die on death row. She blocked their evidence, although they aren't really about to die in California because they never actually do it in California, but she still kept them in prison, blocking their evidence. And this is a woman who says that she has spent most of her life fighting for the equity in criminal, in the criminal justice system. Yeah, right. So let's look at this Bishop. This is the problem inside the church. All right. You know, I don't, I'm not going to claim the legitimacy. It's a sad thing for me because I remember watching Bishop T.D. Jake speak at a Promise Keepers convention. He was fantastic. What is this about? What on earth are you doing? How do you think that this is loving? This is not loving, Pastor Jakes, at all. All three of these men are convicted felons. You know, it comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6. Love rejoices in the truth. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in that which is true. Go to the next slide for me. Here's what's true. These are the three men. This is what's true about them, not your glorified picture where you're, you're putting out your false love narrative. These men brutally attacked a 17-year-old boy. They knew what they were doing. They knew he was armed. They knew they were putting their own lives in their own hands or his. They knew exactly what they were doing. Look at their criminal records right there. You've got Huber, assault and battery. You've got Grosskreutz, assault with an illegal weapon, neutral outcome, neutralized by victim. And now you've got all of them convicted felons. I can't there it's assault and battery for huber domestic violence i can't false imprisonment <laughs> Woo! those are some good illegal weapon charge uh, gross croints felony burglary probation violation illegal weapon he also now has two duis and then you've got joseph rosenbaum the creme de la creme of them all sex offender where he had he, he molested at least five boys and, and uh, raped at least one or two of the five. I'm not sure how many cases of actual rape there was, but several. And this is the, and then T.D. Jakes puts out, hey, Will, go back to the previous pick. And this is what T.D. Jakes puts out. See, that's lying. That's just, that's absolutely lying. That is putting out a false narrative because, Pastor Jakes, you want people to think that you are loving at the expense of the truth love rejoices in the truth and not in sinning this is putting out a false narrative and you know that that's true but you don't want people to leave your church that's why you've turned your church also into a vaccination hub congratulations on not reading the bible at all and we on mike davis will all right mike davis tweet the House Judiciary Chairman ignores the unanimous, unanimous verdict of 12 jurors and calls on the Biden Justice Department to go after Kyle Rittenhouse. Talking about Jerry Nadler, leave this up for me so I can pull some more info off of it. I've been saying this now before this came out, and I'm not saying it because I'm some sort of soothsayer. It's just I know this FBI. I'm telling you right now, watch out for the feds. Watch out for the feds on Rittenhouse. They can listen. It's not legal. Why it's allowed to happen where people are exonerated in their local jurisdictions and then the feds come and charge them federally for the same crime, but they just kind of put an askew on the name of the crime. That is called double jeopardy. That is in the Constitution and it is illegal. It's illegal to do it. But what's to stop the Biden administration? Everything they do is basically illegal. So I'm telling you, my friends, my family, um, my fellow Christians out there, 
all my fellow conservatives, even liberals that are classic liberals, watch out for the feds on Rittenhouse. Watch out for them because they may try to do something. I hope they don't. We got an election year basically starting right now. It would not be a prudent move. But you never know what Biden may do. You got Merrick Garland in control of that, who's already put out a hot, you know, put out a, a tips line on parents that were speaking at school board meetings. We know that what that's all about. So watch out for the Fed. Disclosed TV video, Rittenhouse defense attorney. Play it for me. Yeah, and I said, I've never had a case, and I don't think I ever will, where within two days or three days of one another, you know, the president and the presidential candidate comment on it. And both of them had such different beliefs. Um, President Biden said some things that I think are so incorrect and untrue. He's not a white supremacist. I'm glad that he at least respects the jury verdict. And if the government had any information regarding his cell phone or anything, that he'd been to any of those websites or been online doing that kind of stuff, it would have been introduced in evidence. It wasn't. We were the individuals who released his cell phone, which couldn't be cracked by the FBI because we had nothing to hide. Absolutely nothing to hide, unlike the prosecutorial staff with lots to hide. And they need to be prosecuted themselves. At minimum, they need to be investigated. Here's Kyle Rittenhouse, first first video footage of him right after the trial. Play it for me. I believe they came to the correct verdict, and I'm glad that everything went well. And It's been a rough journey, but we made it through it. We made it through the hard part. The video showing Kyle on the rock. I just wanted to see it. He's supposed to be on Tucker. It's either Monday or Tuesday. He'll be on Tucker Carlson. Let's make sure we all watch that. All right, Melissa Tate video. Switching to COVID now. These are, oh yeah, throw that up there. <laughs> Good job, Will. There we go. Meanwhile, at Kenosha McDonald's, there's Binger. That is his new job. And that's where he can stay until his case is fully investigated about his prosecutorial misconduct that went on. All right, moving on to COVID. Melissa Tate video. I just love to show these. You can just side by side it. Here's the thing with it. I just, you know, it's so funny to me is all of the, now these are some of the biggest mass Nazis on the planet right here. Chuck Schumer, nowhere. Now look at the crowd. There's not a mass to be seen. This is recently, this is this month. This is him in the crowd. There's nobody masked in the crowd. He's not social distancing. Why? Now he is, I believe Chuck Schumer is somewhere between 74 and 78 years of age, somewhere in that. Now, allegedly COVID is a grievous threat to him, right? Even though, even in that age bracket, it's 95 plus percent survivable. Anyway, so there we are. I mean, it's just galactic hypocrisy. Why? Because they're not afraid of the disease. They're simply using it to usher in their globalist Democratic Party agenda. Go to the next one for me, Will. This is a pic of Nancy Pelosi. There she is conducting a wedding right there in the middle of a giant crowd. There she is. Now she has been one of the, she's the one who's finding Marjorie Taylor Greene, tens of thousands, or I won't know about, I don't think, I don't know if it's got the tens of, yeah, I think it is. I think it's like $36,000 of, of mask fines on Marjorie Taylor Greene. But here she is. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. Just like her garden party at her house or at some estate in San Francisco where there's hundreds of people there and the only people masked were the wait staff and everybody there was over 60. These people are not afraid of that which they're telling the country to be afraid of. That should send alarm bells off. This should not just penetrate the heart of a conservative. This should penetrate the heart of those that just can't wait to get their five-year-old vaccinated. 
because the same people that are pimping these vaccines are not at all afraid of the very thing they're telling you to get vaccinated against. Look at them. Look at them. Here's here's some more evidence. CNN boss, Don Lemon, put that on the big screen because it's too, too small. There we go. Just so everybody can see it. There's Don Lemon, another one who's always espousing that everybody needs to be masked except himself. CNN boss and Don Lemon busted maskless at 20,000 person concert. Not afraid at all. Marjorie Taylor Greene, 63. I reversed the numbers. I said 36. 63. Aaron just sent me this, my producer. 63,000 in house fines for Marjorie Taylor Greene from Nancy Pelosi, who is a galactic hypocrite whenever she thinks the cameras are not on. All right, let's go to vaccine mandates. Rebel News video. Nova Scotia's chief medical officer. Play it for me. For all those Nova Scotians, the vast majority of Nova Scotians who have um, answered the call and are getting vaccinated, a huge thank you. To those who could be vaccinated but aren't, who are focusing only on themselves, believing misinformation and false narratives, and more and more reacting with inappropriate anger, shame on you. You want to share in the benefits of Nova Scotia's strong COVID response, but you're not willing to carry your share of the work. Nobody's wanting to share. I know I'm not in Nova Scotia, but just symbolically, nobody is wanting to share in your COVID mitigations. Nobody is wanting to share in your alleged benefits of your COVID mitigations, your vaccines, your lockdowns, your mask wearing, or your social distancing and your quarantines, which do absolutely nothing. The vaccine does not stop any sort of transmission. The vaccinated are spreading the virus just as much as the unvaccinated. So explain to me why it is that anybody would need a vaccine passport. Why is it that if, if the vaxxed and the unvaxxed spread the virus, transmit the virus equally, then why are you afraid to have the vaccinated in your home? Why is it that if you know, if, you, if what you're afraid of is transmission, then you have to acknowledge the vaccine does nothing. So what's the point of a vaccine passport? Now he said, there's lots of misinformation out there, really. Well, let's look, rounding the earth, let's look at Canada. Canada has seen a 100, no, right where Nova Scotia is, 174.4% rise, rise in cases and a 20.4% rise in death since starting their mass vaccination program, which by the way, they have reached 70 plus percent vaccinated. 70 plus percent of their population is vaccinated and they've seen a 174.4% rise in cases and a 20.4% rise in deaths. That's one heck of a, that's one heck of a, he said, you, you want to uh, share in the success of our anti-COVID actions. Wow, that's great. That's a fantastic success rate right there. No, I have no interest in sharing in any of that. Right, let's go breaking 9-11 video, MSC's, MSNBC's Chris Hayes on Thanksgiving. Play it for me. In terms of people gathering and, and, and the sort of colder weather, which is, you know, coming, and we're seeing cases go up, and I keep telling everyone I know this, like, prepare yourself. There will be, a lot of, lot of, there will be cases going up this winter. Um, if people are going to get together for gatherings like Thanksgiving, how should they be thinking about it? My, my instinct is, you know, Everyone should be vaccinated and you should get boosted if you can and maybe test the day of. How do you think about it? Well, the situation is if and and, and let's just take a scenario. You have a family setting. You're vaccinated. 
your family members are vaccinated. Yep. And even if the children who are yet too young to get vaccinated, go have an enjoyable Thanksgiving in your home. You don't need to wear a mask. The mm-hmm. situ- now, everything that he just said is antithetical to all science. Fauci just said, if everybody's vaccinated, go ahead and have everybody together. All right. Here's the problem is that everybody vaccinated can spread the virus just like everybody who's unvaccinated. So if you're vaccinated, why are you just not comfortable? Why do you not feel safe? Both, both parties spread the virus equally. And there's many studies that are showing that the vaccinated spread more of the virus than the unvaccinated. Everything that Anthony Fauci just said is antithetical to all science. What is the point? What is the point of keeping out an unvaccinated person versus a vaccinated person if they are both spreading the virus? And if you're vaccinated and you think it works, why do you care? It makes absolutely no sense. And you have to look at, you have to look at how indoctrinated. I don't expect anything better from, from a libtard like Chris Hayes. In other words, did you hear what he said? And then my producer Aaron tagged on a happy Thanksgiving after this. He goes like this. He says, how, should, how would I do Thanksgiving? Well, I think you should be vaccinated and boosted and then test the day of. Happy Thanksgiving. These people, I mean, this is absolute lunacy. Absolute lunacy. And I can guarantee you that this, that is not how Chris Hayes lives off camera. Just like, just like Chris Cuomo was caught. He says the same garbage and gets caught over and over and over again, violating the very narrative that he espouses on his show. All right, rounding the earth tweet. Here's, here's, this is the science. Here it is. This is science. Undisputed right here. After 45, 45.8% of the global population, which is not accurate, by the way, what, it, what I think he means here is the first world. 45%, uh, 45.8% of the global population was vaccinated by 10 2021 Global cases per day are up. So since mass vaccinations, regardless of the 45.8%, since mass vaccinations, uh, global cases per day are up 76.3% since the start of the pandemic. So they're up right now, 76.3% after the mass vaccination program. I, I, I thought this thing was supposed to stop transmission. Uh, it doesn't do a daggum thing. And COVID-19 deaths are up 52.3%. So how, what exactly is this vaccination doing? Why are deaths going up? Why is it that since vaccinations, Joe Biden averages 40,000 COVID deaths per month and and Donald Trump averaged 32,000 COVID deaths per month, Joe Biden with the vax and Donald Trump without the vax. This seems to be indicative that the vax is causing deaths. It's not hard to see. This is the truth. The eye in the sky, it do not lie. These are the facts. Why are more? Why is it that 85% of COVID deaths in the UK? It's actually 82%. It was it was 85 over the last uh, basically last 80 days, and it's gone down to about 82%. 82% of COVID deaths in the UK are fully vaccinated people. 75% of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. 85 to 90% of hot COVID hospitalizations in Israel are fully vaccinated people. And the stats that I've seen coming out of Australia as far as hospitalizations and deaths are identical. 
Why is it that deaths are up since the vaccination? And people will say that this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed. Well, how can that be when deaths were less, when less people were vaccinated? That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. The reason why more people are dying of COVID-19 that are vaccinated is because they no longer have an immune system to fight it off. It's called antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. It's been espoused by Dr. Robert W. Malone, uh, Dr. Charles Hoff, Dr. Ryan Cole, not to mention the capillary blood clotting. All right, let's go to the next one. Art taking back video. This is just sad. See, these they're, they can go out there, the Kamala Harris's, the Hillary Clinton's, fire them all, vaccine mandates. They don't work. If they, if they don't get vaxxed, they don't eat. Well, there's real world implications. And you know what? There are real world feelings involved with these things. Play it for me. Marlene, why are you leaving the school today? I was told that I didn't have um, the vaccine and I didn't comply to rapid testing. So... My day is short. How long have you worked at this school for? More years. Because you were a teacher and now you stick around because you love the kids so much. I do. And what school district is this? Blackpool. And I have enjoyed every minute of the kids. Every minute. You can say you've worked here for 20, 30 plus years? 30 plus. Getting close to 35. Uh, yeah, so I turned my keys in. And my time's done. We're very sorry. Thank you. That's a hero. That's a person following the science, and the people that are antithetical to what she just espoused are the liars. Here's Alex Berenson talking to Tar- Tucker Carlson. Play it for me. Um, there, there have been a bunch of suits over this mandate, and they've now been consolidated uh, to be heard by a different court, the Sixth Circuit, which is uh, which is in Cincinnati, I believe, in Ohio. Um, and and what everyone expects is that this will get appealed to the Supreme Court. Now, given that the Supreme Court was not very interested in the Biden administration's efforts to stop property owners from being able to evict tenants back in August it seems quite possible that they will agree with the Fifth Circuit on this and that these mandates will be tossed before they ever took effect. But but there's a couple other points. Sorry, go on. Can can I just ask you the core points? So now, unless I'm misreading the science, and please correct me if I am, but it sounds like the vaccinated are at no greater risk from the unvaccinated as vice versa. The vaccinated can spread the virus as efficiently as anybody else. So what is the justification for these mandates at this point? Well, I mean, there there is no medical justification for this. And one of the things that the Fifth Circuit said, which is fascinating, is if this is such an emergency, you issued this order back in September. or You said you were going to issue it in September. It's not taking effect until January. What kind of emergency is this that takes four months? What kind of emergency is this that employers have to, if you're over 100 employees, you have to do this. But if you're under 100, it's not an emergency for you. So there is no medical justification for this. I would say you summed up the rules or the, the, the science quite nicely. I'd go even further than that. There's now some evidence that six, seven, eight months after uh, you get your second dose that you might actually be at higher risk of infection if you're vaccinated. There's a good Swedish study that has some evidence of that. And by the way, in Germany and Austria and all over Central Europe right now, those are very highly vaccinated countries. They're seeing unprecedented numbers of infections, so much so that they're going back into lockdown. 
So there's just no evidence that the vaccines halt infection or transmission in any way. And there is some evidence, as you said, that they may help you avoid a severe case or death. I, I would say the evidence for that over over time has been weakening. But even if that's true, as you say, that's your own personal choice. Then it's like getting. So there you go. Now, remember the couple of key points they said every country that's got a high vaccination rate right now, COVID is blowing up. COVID is blowing the roof off of all those countries. High vax rate, high infection rate. And he also said, that's Alex, Alex Berenson. Follow him on Substack because he's been banned off of social media because he dares tell, tell the truth. So, and had a large audience. But high vaccination rate equals high infection rate. And he also said, what's starting to happen, and I've been saying this for a couple months, is that all of those alleging that, yeah, okay, it doesn't stop transmission. We concede to that point, but it will prevent you from getting hospital, hospital, prevent you from getting in the hospital, prevent you from dying of it. No, it's not doing any of that. We're now seeing it. We saw it in Israel. It's, you know, 85 to 90% of, of their hospitalizations are fully vaccinated people. Same thing, but 75% in Great Britain. And the death rate in Great Britain, 82% of people dying of COVID-19 are fully vaccinated. So everything that they've said is a lie. Everything they said, it'll stop you from getting it. That's a lie. It'll stop you from transmitting it. That's a lie. It'll stop you from getting a serious infection and being hospital and been having to go to the hospital. That's a lie. It'll prevent you from dying from it. That's a lie. It is all coming out. And we pray this again. Pray this with me right now. Seriously. Lord, we ask you to expose. Holy Spirit, we ask you to expose the lies. Anthony Fauci's lies. Francis Collins' lies. All of these that are propagating these lies. The CDC's lies. Rochelle Walensky's lies. Joe Biden's lies. The World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization's lies. Expose them, Lord. In Jesus' name. And listen, it is already happening. We are actually winning this thing. We are winning it. And the last point that Alex Berenson made, you know, all you have to do is look at logic. All of this really is logical. You barely, I mean, you should always have a life of prayer because that's the Bible. First Thessalonians chapter five, pray without ceasing. However, you barely even need to pray about it. It's logical. 99.9% survival rate. 0.1% post-infection death rate, you shouldn't lock down the entire world. Kids who are 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID, they don't need to be vaccinated, nor does anybody else. It's simple logic. You don't vaccinate against a virus that's 99.9% survivable. You don't, you don't even need to develop a vaccination. You get sick, put them on ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, or monoclonal therapies, and that's it. And basically everybody who gets those early interventions lives. Everybody. But, but the very purveyors and the pimps of the vaccines don't want anybody to have that because the love of money is the root of all evil. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. And if it was such an emergency, Alex Berenson said, if it's such a dire emergency, going back to logic, if it's such a dire emergency, why would you be talking about issuing your executive order in September and then post the date of the executive order being four months later in the midst of the flu season or what would be the COVID season? What sense does that make? It's simple logic. I can't believe anybody who stumbled on this program and you are part of the left, how you can't see these things. 
It's amazing to me. It, are you so blinded by your fervency to slaughter the unborn, by your fervency to put men in women's bathrooms? Are you so are you so blinded by your agenda that when the very truth is exposed to you as Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse John chapter 8 verse 45 yet because I tell you the truth you do not believe me you're so blinded by agenda if your agenda requires you to not be informed to to perish for lack of knowledge why would you want to be part of that agenda why would you want to be part of an agenda that's propagated by lies why would you want to be part of an agenda that doesn't exist without lies? Doesn't that speak to your agenda? It should. Now here's Germany's new COVID-19 rules. Play it for me. The new law includes several measures. Let's take a, a closer look at those now. Anyone going to work or using public transport needs to be vaccinated, have recently recovered from an infection, or they have to show a negative COVID-19 test. Here in Germany, that's known as the 3G rule. Once a specific hospitalization rate is reached, those who are not vaccinated or recovered will not be allowed to enter bars, restaurants, large events. That is the so-called 2G rule. And the measure known as 2G plus, that means those who are vaccinated and recovered, they will still have to show a negative test result to enter recreational venues. Now, there will also be a vaccine mandate for certain professions, like healthcare workers or those who work in care homes. Given that millions of Germans reject the vaccine, this will likely be the most controversial measure. And again, none of that makes any sense whatsoever because the vaccinated and the unvaccinated spread the virus. So what's the point of keeping the vaxxed out, but allowing the, of keeping the, uh, what's the point of keeping the unvaccinated out and allowing the vaccinated in any venue when they both transmit the virus? And if you're vaccinated and it allegedly keeps you from being hospital, being put in the hospital, what's the word I'm looking for? Hospital, hospitalized, hospitalized. Gosh, I couldn't get it. I had hospitalization stuck in my head. Keeps you from being hospitalized. What are you worried about? If the vaccination keeps you from serious infection, hospitalization and death, what are you worried about? Obviously, you don't have much confidence, but you want me to take the vaccine that you have no confidence in, that you have zero confidence that it will actually protect you, but you want me to take it for some reason? Then it has to be for some other reason. Could it be to mark me, to control me, to distance me? That's been the point from day one. And I say that again to all, I hope that you're watching on CTN, to all the COVID caving ministries and the COVID caving pastors. How do you explain, how can you be living in righteousness now? You don't, and don't tell, well, you know, we've opened up the church now. It doesn't count. If you have not publicly come out as a Christian, if you are a Christian leader of a ministry or pastoring a church and you have not come out and said, I was wrong for ever locking down, forever social distancing, for pushing vaccines, for putting lies on my face called masks, and you haven't come out and said, I was wrong. You just simply reopened and you're acting like you were never wrong. That's not going to cut it because how do you justify yourself now? How do, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, pastor or Christian leader, why is it that you shut down your ministry back in March of 2020 or April of 2020? Why did you shut down your ministry? Well, you know, we didn't know what it was. That, that's not the Bible. Well, you know, we, we understand the Bible says this about disease and that God will protect you and whatever you bind is bound, bound whatever you loose is loose. But, you know, you have to use wisdom. That's heresy. 
For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, your wisdom is heresy. So when someone comes up to you and asks, why did you shut down your ministry? Your simple response should be, a, should be three words. I was wrong. That's what you should be saying. Because how can you justify it now when you have Germany, the entire European Union, Australia, Canada, New York City, the entire nation of Israel. You cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport. You have cops walking all over the place, checking people's papers, and you refuse to say that you were wrong? Does, does, does Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, does it not resound in your mind like a siren song? That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the number of the beast or the, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. How do you not come out and just cause a revival in your community by saying, I was wrong. I never should have closed. As a great Congress, Congressman Roy has come up and said, I regret that I caved even for the brief period of time that I caved. Why can't you as a Christian do that? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, that's what you should be doing and turn from their wicked ways. Yes, putting on a mask is wicked. Yes, locking down is wicked. Yes, pimping vaccines is wicked because they are antithetical to the word of God. The word of God does not say take a vaccine. The word of God says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. That's what you should have done. And if you add it or subtract it to the word of God, you should be and are right at this very moment being reproved. Add thou not to his words, lest ye, lest ye be reproved. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 6. Add thou not to his words, lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar. Masks are a lie. Vaccines are a lie. Stop trying to be like T.D. Jakes and walk down the middle of the road being accepted by everybody. Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Luke chapter 6 verse 26. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, what good is it? If the salt loses flavor, then it's then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's Matthew chapter 5, 11 through 16. That's what you should have done. And if you didn't, it's very simple. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. That's what you need to do. Period. Wherever you're at, no matter who you are, you need to turn. And you need to publicly turn if you're a leader. You need to privately turn if you are not. And you need to turn hardcore. And you need to look at what is happening in this world and stop justifying yourself. 
There's no way to justify yourself when you see the precursors of the mark of the beast unfolding right before your very eyes because of the very actions that you yourself conceded to, that you yourself cooperated with, that you yourself may have even propagated, that you yourself acquiesced to. It's time for the church in America and worldwide to acknowledge that they failed when 99% of churches closed. And if you do, there will be a worldwide revival. Justin Hart video. Hey, Twitter, I'd like to report the who for what you would qualify as misinformation. Look at what the World Health Organization is saying. Play it for me. COVID-19 is surging in countries with lower vaccination rates in Eastern Europe, but also in countries with some of the world's highest vaccination rates in Western Europe. It's another reminder as we have said again and again, that vaccines do not replace the need for other precautions. Vaccines reduce the risk of hospitalization, severe disease and death. But so he just said vaccinations are not the answers, but then he lies. He goes, he lied, well, the whole thing was a lie. Then he says vaccinations re- reduce severe infections, reduce hospitalizations and reduce deaths. Well, let's go through some countries, shall we? Put the first one up, Will. I don't care which one it is. Belgium has seen a 14.2% increase in cases and a 59.9% decrease in mortality. So I always want to be fair. That is where, there's the one, there's there's the outlier for you. You never know if it's true or not. Now, Belgium is 75, 70% vaccinated. Let's go to Brazil. Brazil has seen 84.1% more cases and a 124.9% more deaths since starting its mass vaccination program. Every slide that I show you, these countries all have reached 70% or more of their population vaccinated. Go to the next one. Canada has seen a 174.4% rise in cases and a 20.4% rise in death since starting its vaccination program. Go to the next one. Chile has seen 85.8% more cases and 34.8% greater COVID-19 mortality per day, per day. 34% more people are dying per day of COVID-19 before their vaccination, since before their vaccination, since they've been vaccinating, 34, 34, there's a 34% increase per day in COVID deaths. Go to the next one. Denmark has seen a 237.5% more cases and a rise in deaths of 116.3% since their met. And again, they're at 70% vaccinated. Is there another one? Is that okay? Finland has seen 271.6% more cases per day and 31.8% more deaths. These look at this. Some of these are really, really astonishing per day. Per day since starting, 31.8% more people are dying per day. Since their mass vaccination program and Gutierrez, I don't even want to try to pronounce his name. The head of the World Health Organization, Joe Biden, Klaus Schwab, Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau and all Dan Andrews and all the other globalists will tell you that vaccinations lower hospitalization rates and deaths. It's absolute foul. It's absolute. It's an absolute fallacy. It is a fairy tale. You got any more? Is that it? Portugal has seen cases per day and deaths per day go up 109.4% and 112.6% respectively since day one of vaccinations. And this is a pandemic of the unvaxxed. You can go back to me. There you go. That's the truth. 
That is the truth. Those numbers are without dispute. These people are liars. They are globalists. The vaccine passports are precursors of the mark of the beast. Stand firm. Do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Love you all. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, please consider investing in the program. Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast, and we will send you this TLP cup. We look forward to you tuning in next week, and thank you for giving.